destroy you all. You what up, everybody? Welcome back to Coffee, Coffee and Combos, a combos. fighting game podcast that the catches clon- you up clon- with clon- all the big news happening clon- every week in the, the fighting game genre. Clon- I'm clon- one of your hosts, Ty Ross, and with me, as always, is Carty. What up, Ty? We're doing <laughs> it. Do you hear that? Do you hear the vibrato? Yeah, you went full sheep there. Ty, I'm a little bit of a wolf in sheep's clothing, if you didn't know. Oh, yeah. okay. Halloween spooky vibes. Nice. Yeah. Ty, we weren't here last week. Or the week before. What? Did we miss two weeks? We did. What the fuck's going on with us? Ty, uh, wait, no. Ty, we were on that trip, remember? Oh, right. <laughs> we were on <laughs> that, that trip. trip. You got us that new sponsor, that uh-huh. Russian stick creator. And so we got a state-sponsored trip to Ukraine to spread disinformation. <laughs> Jesus. So Ty arranged that. So we've just been busy. Yeah, and I'll do anything for money. Anything for a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And now we got like, what are these called? Is this, is this a hitbox? Is that what these are? Yeah, it, it's like that, but it's like off-brand hitbox. Yeah, it has half the buttons and the other half don't work. <laughs> It's really just for show. Yeah, it's it's real Soviet arcade technology. Yeah, the Sov box. The Sov box. <laughs> Comrade. The Sov box. Comrade, you need a Sov box. <laughs> Comrade, have you ever thought about upping your game? Check out the Sov box. Hi, we're we're a regular animal farm right now. Mm-hmm. We're God we're damn, we're climbing to the top. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, imagine, uh, uh, yeah, never mind. It doesn't. Never matter. mind. Never <laughs> mind. Ty, what cares? is this? We're not political. What are we doing here? We're we're Who little knows? Halloween babies. We are Halloween babies. What'd you do for Halloween? Actually, it's November. What first? We just Ooh, passed Halloween. November Halloween 1st. weekend. Okay. Okay. The hold second on. scariest day. So <laughs> so Halloween ended on the or Halloween was on the Monday, right? Yes. What? So, I'm out around like maybe 8 o'clock. There's very few trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood, which was kind of sad, but my guess is they went out on the weekend. Uh, But I saw like... Club was going up on the weekend. Some rowdy drunkards. Like I was like, damn, you guys are going hard on a Monday? It's the devil's day, Ty. I was like, yeah, shout out to those guys. (laughs) Ty, you got to get rowdy on the devil's day. Yeah, it was great. I didn't get too rowdy. What did you do? Ooh, Ty, I had a very spooky night. I stayed in, ate shepherd's (laughs) pie, and watched a movie. (laughs) I did about the same, but instead of shepherd's pie, I made fucking crazy grilled cheese and soup. Crazy? What is the difference between grilled cheese and crazy grilled cheese? Well, crazy grilled cheese. Let me get the fucking, are you ready for this? It's yep. grilled cheese, but instead, on uh, after the grilled cheese is actually done, you put sriracha on there. Not sriracha, but I mean, like you actually like spread sriracha. So the sriracha is, and then what? you got a pickle on there, and then you got like three different types of cheese. Okay. Okay. You don't fuck around. And then when you it comes diagn- to grilled cheese. You diagnose it as insane after that. <laughs> I do. After the sriracha and pickle, this is a whole, this is a crazy one. I was like, okay, listen up, everybody. We went wild with this one. Yeah, what movie did you watch? 
I watched The Ritual last night. Oh, it's that's decent. Yeah, I like it. The creature or whatever the fuck that designed of that、uh, creature is awesome. Yeah, is that the one? Is that the one in the cabin? I mean, there is a cabin involved. It's the group of friends go yeah, hiking and yeah, yeah. And they find and there's sticks and stuff. <laughs> yep, sticks. There are sticks and stuff. You're right. There's many sticks and stuff. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Yeah, it's a solid one. Yeah, I watched.、Uh, How about you? What'd you watch? I、yeah. watched The Conjuring. Ooh, that's a classic. Does not hold up. Does not. It, it has、I'll、some. Say what? Has some spooky scenes, but every spooky scene you remember, they really undermine the scare before it happens. Like the clapping scene or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. You remember the clapping scene? How it's her holding the candle or the match up and the it's match, going out,、yeah. and then the hands come out and clap. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's such like a good spooky scene. But before that happens, a random voice goes, "You want to play hide and clap?" And then it does it. Yeah. And I was like, "You want to play hide and clap?" <laughs> yeah. Like that. They kept doing that. They kept undermining their scare. They build this whole thing up, and then I have like, just give me the clap. I've watched Conjuring a lot, actually. I think probably about like six times or so. After I finished it, I was like, "This is just hereditary, but bad." Yeah, hereditary, very good. I need to rewatch that one. It's uh like a mom possession movie, and hereditary just does better. Hmm. You know what else I watched? Um, Guillermo del Toro does like his anthology series, Cabinet of Curiosities, on Netflix.、Oh, yeah, is that any good? I yeah. Guillermo's name has kind of been dragged through the mud for me. Damn, really? I just like I haven't liked anything he's done since Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth. Hmm. I mean, I get that. Sure. He, yeah, he's sort of like a gone away from his pure horror kind of roots. But this is very Tales of the Crypt. Okay,、um, like, I like those. Yeah, like Guillermo shows up at the beginning of every episode. Does a cool, <laughs> like a little monologue. Oh, nice! He does the.、Uh, he's the crypt keeper in this. Exactly. He opens up like a cupboard in the quote cabinet of curiosities, and it gives you a little tease of what the fuck you might see. And then, does it do it like the classic anthologies? Like, is it all practical effects and? A lot of it, had, had, like one of them, was pu- all practical effects, and it was awesome. Yeah, I just watched Terrifier too. Terrifier? Yeah, it's about the, the Terrifier one's pretty fun. Terrifier two is just it cranked up to a thousand, and it's all <laughs> practical effects and like campy gore, and it's oh, I can't even begin to explain. There's a scene where he it just like he keeps stabbing people, but he stabbed like fifty times, but he just like this person keeps living through it. <laughs> the scene just keeps going. So I, honestly. Don't watch Conjuring. Watch Terrifier Two, Ty. That's the one. Yeah, I watched like a. I tried to get a bunch of horror movies in while leading up to Halloween all、oh, throughout、yeah. October. It's all October Halloween spectacular month. Yeah, I was going ham. Usually, I ended up with The Shining, but we went Conjuring this year, which felt wrong. I mean, how many times can you? I mean, you can watch The Shining. I've fuckload, probably like, watched it a hundred times. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember one of my buddies would constantly watch it in college because he kept doing papers on it. Darling, light of my life, Jack Nicholson just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, he's great. Even fucking what's her name, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall, yeah, traumatized forever. Thank you, Stanley. Got <laughs> Thanks, quite a Stanley. performance out of her. Oh, I meant to tell you because 
uh, back on this podcast a long time ago when Resident Evil 8 came out, you told me there was one moment in it, one section that genuinely terrified you. Yes. I finally played, I haven't beaten it yet, but I finally played Resident Evil 8 and I've gotten past the third area, which means I've done the second area, which is the spooky dollhouse. Spooky dollhouse, there it is. That shit is legitimately terrifying. Yeah, in my second playthrough of Resident Evil 8, I got to the spooky dollhouse and was like, hey, I'm good. (laughs) I was like, I was taking apart this doll that's on like the table, right? Yeah, you're putting like the eye in and stuff. Yep. And like moving it around and like I was like, Oh, there's a save point here and then like the lights go out and then I was like, I'm I'm good. I'll continue this another time. <laughs> that fucking thing. Did you have you had the animation where it kills you? No. No, I didn't. Ooh, it's bad. I was uh too scared. I ran away every time like I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's one of the grossest monsters they've ever produced. Ugh. And just, yeah, it awful. Awful. Awful in a great way. Genuinely unnerved me. Yeah, I I was actually pretty scared. It was great. I'm glad I got through it because afterward, it just is all Resident Evil ass shit. Man, we really had like a ton of horror games coming out the woodworks for a bit there. I bring that back. I really need some psychological horror back. We're getting like a a horror. It's all space horror. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> space horror, a lot of space horror, and Resident Evil remakes. Not yeah. that I'm complaining, but you know. Ooh, and I played through Resident Evil Remake Three, RE Three Remake. That was good. I beat it in four hours and fifty minutes. <laughs> Jeez, it's that short. So really? fast, yeah. It's so short. That's that's ridiculous. It's fun, but like it's clearly meant for like they built it. It should have been like, part of two. Yeah, Should've they DLC. DLC, yeah, totally. Cuz they sort of build it as like a arcade run type thing where you go and get better shit every time. No one's going to do that. Do I want to play through it again? Not really. No, I I never cared for that stuff in Resident Evil games. I always felt like so haphazardly tacked on. I And then this you have like a, a stupid overpowered gun by the end. That's true. Sorry, I kept in- interrupting you because I kept thinking of fucking games I played while we haven't done anything, like recorded the pod. Todd, you want to you hear my dark secret? Oh, what? You had a dark secret? My dark secret game I've been playing? Oh, shit, yeah, tell me. I haven't played a little Modern Warfare 2. Well, no, you haven't. <laughs> my buddies convinced me to pick up Modern Warfare 2. How's the, uh, how's the, everyone's crying about the skill-based matchmaking. That is such a dumb thing to cry about. It's like, just realize you're not that good. Or just accept that you should be playing people your own level. Why is, why is, why is it a bad thing? Oh, I got so good, now I can't crush people. It's like, well, you're not so good. (laughs) Because the people your level are beating you. It's such like a, yeah. As a fighting game player, it. I've always thought smurfing was the dumbest thing in the world. Agreed. You gain nothing from winning except for like patting yourself on the back. Yeah, I don't know. How's the how's Modern Warfare 2 treating you? That is a spooky game. It's terrible. It's a terrible game. I don't understand <laughs> how these games sell. Uh, it's just like it crashes constantly. So they tie, they've run out of ideas. Yeah, it's I just mean, like how many building in the middle? 
Mm -hmm. then every map's the same. Every map's the same except for one that I like that everyone else hates, which is like (laughs) the it's the Mexican-American border and there's just a bunch of cars and you fight on a highway. Oh, that sounds sick. I like it. Everyone complains about it. But it's the only like map with a little personality. But the whole time I play it, I'm just like, why do people like this? (laughs) Are you playing like... TDM and shit like I'm that. I'm playing all what? the game modes, uh, just like mm-hmm. all, uh, every single game mode. And I'm, I'm just like, why am I not playing Rainbow Six, Ty? That's where I'm at. Yeah, Rainbow Six has that juice. It's got the sauce. Even in its like seventh year, it still has that special something to something. Yeah, it's just like the slow and methodical. I like putting thought into my play. I don't like my play to be dictated by how well I can jump around the corner. Yeah, it is very... Yeah, arcade shooter. Aim assist has become so strong in like modern FPS that mm-hmm. everyone plays a controller. And to beat the controller aim assist, the tactic is to run into a room and jump. So everyone, as soon as they turn a, into a room, every time you go through a doorway, you're jumping and doing like a 360. <laughs> it's the stupidest <laughs> gameplay I've ever experienced. Oh, like, that sounds fun. Yeah, like in Rainbow Six, I like slicing the pie, you know, looking around my corner, making sure the room's clear before I move in. This game, just run in, do a 360, jump in the air, try to throw off their auto-aim. That is so lame. <laughs> it's The game's just devolved. It's like the the creators of it are just like, they've kneeled and just like, you guys want to do 360s and shoot each other? That's base of the game now. Do it. That's oh, just, that, that is sucks. the game. Yeah, it's it's... I, well, I guess I bought it, but the fact that this game prints money baffles me. <laughs> yeah, like I was seeing articles saying this is a great, like, you know, Call of Duty selling, blah, 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 millions, billions, whatever the fuck you want to say. But it's like every time, man, See, they got it every time. Yeah, I get that with like people go like, oh, NBA, Madden, like those games never change and it's the same every year. It's like, yeah, but those are the only football and basketball games. That are like worth a damn, you mean? Like just like pretty much in general. Yeah, that's Whereas true. Whereas Call true. of Duty, there's a thousand fucking shooters. How has this game not been beat out? <laughs> like there's so much competition and we all end up going, actually I kind of like the one that crashes and they haven't changed in fifteen. Spinning years. around and yeah. jumping a bunch. It's the brand recognition. It is crazy how far that can carry you. Yeah, it's wild. Speaking of which, Ty, our brand recognition, let's get to it. We're a fucking fighting game podcast. We're a ding-dang fighting game podcast, which means this episode will be all listener mail because there's been nothing nothing going on. I refuse to talk about another multiverses reveal. I can't talk about uh, Black Adam smashing the ground and saying... Call of Jehuti, and then Jehuti from Zone of the Enders comes in. Like, I can't... I can't do it. All right, Ty, let's reach into this disgusting mailbag. It's so slimy yeah, and covering spiderwebs. It's webs. so slimy in here. What the fuck? Okay, hold on. We're reaching into the mailbag. Everyone get ready. Enemy UAV overhead. Welcome to the listener mail episode of Coffee and Combos. That's right. It's happening. You guys, I think, like these episodes. So we're doing it. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? First oh, am question. I? Born ready. Lumiere wrote into the Discord, says, what happens when one of the in-game Street Fighter Six commentators gets canceled and makes things awkward for Capcom? I'm pretty sure that's just a little jokey question. 
Um, I'm pretty sure they banned them from all tournaments without any explanation or investigation and -hmm. allow the community to just wreck their lives and all future endeavors for the foreseeable future. Nailed it. This allows, yeah, the FGC to thrive through twit longers and not actually to ever ever have to play fighting games, which is the ultimate end goal of the fighting game community. That's what we all want, right? Yeah. Of course. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure the one guy is a demon, so... How have we not canceled him? Yeah, right? How has no one seen that yet? It's right in his name. Yeah, he's tried to end the world, Ty. We're going to get mad at a guy for, you know, pulling his pants down at a Christmas party? <laughs> Jesus. We got to weigh, uh, weigh our options here. It's the fucking, the scales of justice. Well, I think we nailed that one. Mm-hmm. Ethong wrote into the Discord. Says, "What movies are you guys most excited Ooh, to back see to movie coming talk. Hell yeah. in the next year <laughs> or so?" Yeah, exactly. Listen, movies, I truly don't know. I'm a, and I, come on, I've fallen off the movie train. Oh, Ty, there's so many good ones, or not so many, but at least four good ones. Okay, hit me. Okay, Mona's Choice. What the fuck's that? Uh, it used to be called Disappointment Boulevard. Ari Aster's movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, horror yeah. comedy. Ty, oh, Ari Aster, I know, I'm ready for comedy. that one. That's true. That's done. Done, yeah, I'm in. Nosferatu, Robert Eggers. Oh, yeah. Skarsgård signed on as Orlock. Bill Skarsgård. He's the perfect fucking vampire. Yeah, it's true. Speaking of which, if you have Disney Plus and you need a spooky movie, Mm-hmm. Toss on Barbarian with old Billy Scars. So good. And don't fucking just dive in blind. Yeah, don't look don't it up. Watch don't watch anything look it on up. it. Just fucking watch it. It's great. Yeah, if you look if you look into it, it gets ruined. Don't even Yeah. Head first. Mm-hmm. Ty, we got fucking Dune Part Two. Oh, I haven't even watched part one yet. <laughs> How have you not watched part one? You read the book, didn't you? I love the book, and I legit, I'm like... It's actually a good, it's a good version of Doom. I just keep seeing, like, amazing stills from it, too, and I'm like, wow, I should really watch this. When shit is going on, like, shit's exploding, it feels so weighty. Like, you see things, like, lose their, like, force field barrier, and usually in, like, a movie that's kind of, like, which is like, whoa. In this, it's like <laughs> the fucking world is crashing as it happens. It's just like everything. It's got some good scale too. The scale of that. everything is incredible. Yeah, and just I have like to the, watch it. it the, everything like feels the technology, and it feels like possible instead of like too sci-fi and stupid. Those fucking striders tooting through the air. The freaking yeah, the little dragonfly motherfuckers. The little dra- <laughs> dragonflies, yeah. Entire. Last but not least, Killers of the uh-huh. Flower Moon. What is this? What is that? Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese? Ty, DiCaprio, De Niro, uh-huh. Jesse uh-huh. Plemons, John Lithgow, Brendan Fraser. Damn. Sturgill Simpson. Damn, these are some good ass <laughs> Sturgill. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing in there, but it's about. Yeah, a, weird. A, it's a, based on a book about a tribe, an Aboriginal tribe gets murdered and the FBI have to investigate it. That sounds sick. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. Hmm. So well, we we got many movies coming. There's my picks. Yeah, that's good. The only thing I could think of was uh, they're making a Dark Matter TV show, which is based on one of the books that I really like by Blake Crouch. 
That shit's gonna be sick. It's got what's his name in it? Joel Edgerton. Is that how you say I his mean, name? Edgerton? Yeah. Not Egerton? I thought it was Egerton. Yeah, I think it's Edgerton. But I could be wrong. I'm waiting for the three body problem TV show. Three bo- <laughs> what is that? Uh it's a Chinese like sci fi fantasy series. Mm, sick. It's supposed to be. I haven't read it. It's supposed to be incredible. I'm at this point. I can't read anymore. I'm. I've lost it. Yeah, I'm. I'm audio booking it up like it's nobody's business. Maybe I should get into audio books. If they're produced really well, it, they're so good. But if it's just some dude that's like can barely change his voice for different characters, it loses me fast. I do like when it's like an old man going full Hobbit retelling. I just listened to all the Lord of the Rings audiobooks with Andy Serkis as the narrator. Damn, that'd be cool. He is a god, dude. How much do you think they get paid for that shit? That like I pennies. Hope... Really? I feel like it's got to be pen. Like it's hours upon hours in a yeah. booth just reading fucking Lord of the Rings and doing different voices. I, I feel hope like he... he got paid a fuckload. I feel like that's harder than a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I'd. I'd rather do a movie than have to fucking sit there and read every Lord of the Rings book. It was incredible. I went like back to back, like just consumed the shit out of them. I was loving it. Damn. Yeah. Well, shit. I'm going to become an audiobook guy. Three body problem. Here I come. I'm going to leave this question with one last thing. Decision to leave Park Chan Wook's new film. Uh, It was at Viff this year, but Did I you didn't go to see it. What the fuck, Ty? I know. Although that I, one seems like that, that seems just like a heavy one. Actually, apparently it's not too heavy. Oh, which I'm really surprised because most of his stuff is usually like Jesus Christ. These characters are all getting fucked over. Yeah, I thought this one was gonna be like his fucking swan song of depressing, and I was like, I don't know if I can handle it right now. It's like a noir. I'll take that. Uh, that isn't actually all that depressing, apparently. Hey. So, hey, let's go noir. Thanks, Ethan, for writing in. Oh, I forgot to say thanks, Lumiere. Back to fighting games. Sinestro wrote in and said, Any funky mechanics you'd like to see in a new fighting game? Examples like rhythm-based, turn-based, air combos, vertical stages rather than horizontal? I guess that doesn't really... No, the vertical would suck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. What are we, Smash? Uh, it's more like vertical stages, I guess, do you mean like... Mortal Kombat, uppercut them through the roof? Okay, that would be okay. Uh, Tekken has vertical stages, technically. Yeah, I guess you're moving up and down a lot. I think he means more like, rather than horizontal, like, so in a 2D setting, it would be almost like over the shoulder. You'd like fight climbing up a rope ladder? (laughs) Yeah, it's four on Dark It's Dark Souls PvP. Dark Souls PvP, let's go. Any funky mechanics you'd like to see in a new fighting game? I do like the idea of a rhythm-based fighting game because I want to play friggin' Guitar Hero on my arcade stick. That would, yeah. That sounds fun. I love rhythm games, man. Me too, especially if I can go head-to-head with like my own character. Boom. Yeah. Sign me up. How is that not a thing? I, I swear to God there is something being developed. There's something being is... done, I know, but rhythm based fighter i don't know i'm not i don't i'm not game designer ty i'd like um we always talked about the uh character specific mechanics like i'll throw it abba 
or Naoto with her pistol, or uh, who's that guy from Persona Four Arena with the baseball mechanic? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give me that's more like Junpei. Give me Junpei. more just outlandish character mechanics that are like you I know. I do not like how fighting games have moved away from that. You can see it in Guilty Gear, mostly. Like they, yeah, they really dialed back their weird meters, and mm-hmm. I, I love a weird meter. Give me Phoenix Wright collecting all the evidence, you know? Yeah, I love that type of stuff. I, I like uh, fun little gimmick characters. I also really like, although it's already in a fighting game, just like critical kill moves. Ooh, yeah. I do think that's fun, but in a competitive setting, I feel like I wouldn't find it fun anymore. I like the disarm mechanic a lot in sam show because it takes like that perfect almost like a perfect parry or i mean yeah. i guess it is technically pretty much that any sick. any little thing like that i i'm a sucker for anything that's like a high skill yeah very testing and if you fuck it up you're you're an idiot basically like you've made a big mistake <laughs> <laughs> yeah the high risk high reward yeah Thanks, Sinestro, for writing in. Next up, we have Gouda and Evil, who starts it off with a classic play Soul Calibur. And that says, for real, though, how do you feel about ring outs? Carter, Virtua Fighter, Soul Calibur. I love them. I wish more games had them. I know it's kind of rough for competitive viability, but easily my favorite part of Soul Calibur. <laughs> it is pretty great. Like I'm, I'm sure I would dislike it more if it was my main game. But there's something about getting a dude backed up to the corner and just like kicking him in the chest and he falls into the water. It makes me laugh every time. And, you know, if the game makes me laugh, more power to it. I'll give you. Here's my two cents about ring outs. I think they're really good in making a player realize that movement is very important, making sure your back isn't against the edge. Yeah. Trying to find like a way to push your opponent toward the edge. I think that's a great part of Soul Calibur and Virtua Fighter too. But Virtua Fighter stages are usually just small squares, or I guess yeah, they kind of yeah, mostly are just small squares. Squares with a cage or not a cage. Yeah, I think it's a good learning tool. But like when I get wrung out and it's like when I'm trying, like really trying, <laughs> and I just I like hate it. I hate I feel, it so much. Yeah, it's. Unfortunately, the game has to be then completely balanced around the ring out mechanic because mm-hmm. you can't have moves that you can't have a king's giant swing in a game with ring outs. You know what I would love if you had one like in a ring out, you had one save per match. Like you climb back on, you like can grappling hook back on or something. Grappling like, hook. Okay, you, you grappling get hook, and then you have a to climb one-time back up. use. Link's grappling hook. You have to hit it at the right time. It's a one-frame yeah. link. It's a one-frame <laughs> link? Oh, shit. Yeah, you got to grapple it, and then you have to climb on. Yeah, perfect. But, like, that would piss me one time per anything, match. Probably. Not per round, just per match. Uh, you can just, like, press the X button to climb back in. <laughs> yeah, where it's, like, if you just get hit with, you know, Astaroth just sending you all the way across the stage with that one move, you know? Yeah, but that that's what makes Astaroth balanced. He sucks everywhere else, but he can whip you across the map. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. There is a balance to it. I guess I'm just sort of overthinking it. Yeah, it's a 
it well, ring outs they do can completely change the dynamic of a game. Yeah, it's it's so all consuming. Not getting cornered becomes everything, and moves that send your opponent long distance become way more powerful. Mm. Meanwhile, if we're talking fighting game adjacent, like For Honor, I love just shield tackling dudes <laughs> off the edge. Yeah, as long as I don't care about the game, I guess, is really when I like ring <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Thanks, Good and Evil. Next up, OS Chameleon wrote into the Discord, which four fighting games <laughs> do you guys have on your Mount Rushmore? Oh, fighting games. Fighting it Now, we know we have our fighting game character, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that's been done. That's that's old news that's, time. Yeah, that's set in stone. You can't deface that. You can't change that. No, yeah. We all know the most important fighting game characters are, in fact, Bass, uh-huh. Yoda, yes. Negan, and yep. Chun-Li. And Chun-Li. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Come on. But best fighting games? The four fighting games. Hi, I'd have to go Soul Calibur 4. Mm-hmm. Dead or Alive. Yep. Tekken 7. And sure. Street Fighter 2. Because yeah, that's a... <laughs> they yeah. are the birthplaces of the greatest fighting game characters. Of greatness, exactly, yeah. yeah. So that, that I think that tracks... I think that's perfect. I don't think that <laughs> anyone other... could argue with that. No. We got we put Street Fighter 2 in there. You have to just, you I know. I mean, you got to respect the opinion. Yeah, how are you going to argue Street Fighter 2? Come on. Come on. Thanks, uh, Option Select, OS, Chameleon. Next up, Mikey Tabletop wrote and said, What fighting game character makes the best pizza? Makes the best pizza. And why is it motherfucking Venom? Ooh, Venom. Because he's out there, right? He's making bread. He's a chef now. He does make, yeah. He probably knows how to, you know, make that nice flat bread. He probably throws it in the wood fire. You know he does. He probably makes the best dough. (laughs) probably Yeah, he's probably got the best dough in the game. I mean... The real answer is Mario Besto Frendo Fettuccini from Melty Blood. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same fucking wavelength here. <laughs> you need a good old Italian man to be whipped up your pizza. Is Valdo Italian? Yes. <laughs> I feel like Valdo might be able to whip up a decent pizza for you. Ah, uh, fuck. Let me double check. Let me double check this because I'm pretty sure he is. You could have, just, What do you think? I need to make sure. He's got all those, like... Freaking telescope eyes. That dude is a scientist. He makes sure it's good. He, you know, he's he's rolling on his dough totally to make oh, it he rolls, he, he rolls his dough, yeah. Hand rolls his dough. <laughs> Pelvic rolls his dough. Wow, why can't I find out if he's Italian or not? Usually on the wiki, it's like Italian. Uh, Rose is Italian, but I feel like it's got to be a very sexual Italian man. I'm just going to search up Valdo Italian. He was the right-hand man of Italian weapons merchant. Remember that? Okay. Where is he from? He is Sicilian. Okay, yeah. Valdo makes the best pizza, no doubt. <laughs> he makes the best goddamn pizza. No and he mankind. chop it with his hands. Look at that. He just like freaking do the slice across and across. Boom. You got perfectly sliced pizza. Oh, my God. 
Valdo is the right answer. Imagine Valdo comes fully gimp suited, waving his sexual arms in the air with a pizza at you. You won't know what to do. <laughs> you have no choice but to eat this pizza. So yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty good case for best pizza. I I don't think there is any sort of opposition. It's just Valdo. He makes the best pizza. You can come in here. You can say Rose. You can say Claudio. Those are Italians, but. Baldo's got that real Italian energy, that virile sexual Italian energy. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, Baldo, you're the best, man. Ooh, Robert right, Garcia also has Who? that energy. Oh, fuck, King of Fighters. Yeah, he's a he's a wealthy uh, he's a wealthy Italian man. He he mm. spent the times whipping up the dough. No, he wasn't in there with his uh, Nona making the. The dough or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, he wasn't kneading the dough with his Nona. <laughs> he was out there. He, had, he was set from birth. Thank you, Mikey Tabletop. Next up, we have Powerboy77. He's got two questions for us. He says, who you got in a Lupe versus Daigo rematch in Street Fighter Six? Come on. That's obvious. Yeah, Lupe. Daigo. What? Ty, Lupe beat him the first time. Daigo was obviously trying his absolute hardest. But that's the thing. Like, come on. Was Daigo drunk then? Okay, Ty. Lupe, he might be a mediocre rapper who had a fake match against Daigo and won. Mm -hmm. But he's still the GOAT. (laughs) Have you seen this stuff, Ty, with him? No. Why? What's up? He's been on Twitter. Chris G made a thing saying all these, like, rappers saying they're good at fighting games aren't actually good. Mm-hmm. which is like who fucking cares first of all that's pretty funny but yeah why even see if Lupe didn't say anything everyone would be like Chris G who fucking cares you fucking dweeb yeah but no Lupe has to respond and be like no I actually beat Daigo <laughs> and it's like he obviously let you fucking win you idiot <laughs> he's a is he, yo but technically on paper on paper he did beat Daigo but yeah, he's out here being like, "Keep my name out your mouth. I'm the best Street Fighter player alive." It's like, buddy, give it a break. What? It's what not even fiasco. cool. It's not even cool to be the best Street Fighter player. You're <laughs> you're a famous rapper. Just yeah, be that. Exactly. That's fine. You could be that. No, this guy wants his FGC respect. That's what I'm saying. See, Daigo's gonna be like, okay, now I'll give you the real. That would be funny Soft. if Daigo was just like, all right, Street Fighter 6, I'll give you the what for. Yeah, he's going to pick Guile, and it's going to be so good. Second question from Powerboy77. If you could delete one fandom from existence, this is kind of toxic, but that's all right. If you could delete one fandom from existence, FGC or otherwise, what would it be? FGC. The FGC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it did it, done. Yeah, what? FGC. FGC or otherwise? You don't have to give me otherwise. Uh, one fandom. If I go even more niche into the FGC, into the Dead or Alive fandom, all the Marie Rose uh, people. Anyone oh, yeah. who likes Marie Rose. They're pretty terrible. Uh, Strive. Strive fans. Strive. <laughs> the vocal Strive fans. Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> yes, fuck. Rick and Morty fans might be number one. Remember that Szechuan fucking sauce shit? Yeah, kids 
squealing just, in McDonald's. Why? What compels you? But I feel like the Rick and Morty fandom has died. Like, yeah, it's probably still annoying, but they're they they know their place now. I feel like after that, I feel like it's it has to be Strivers, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just the the all the complainy pants, complainy pants <laughs> gathered into one community. Yeah, I think that I think that might be it. Yeah, let's do FGC as a whole. Let's just sure. all encompassing. Delete. Thanks, Power Boy. Next up, we have Zio, who wrote in, uh, said, I'm playing uh, Fate Go, FGO, exclusively for three months. Did I miss anything? Oh. Nah. Uh, yeah, you didn't miss anything, but... But? You definitely could you, be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> you don't <laughs> need to play FGO. Yeah, you... Give give that up. Yeah, that's okay. Just practice for Street Fighter. <clears throat> Thanks, Zio. Next up, we have Fishhook, who wrote in Fishhook EXE, says, Who has the best command grab in terms of animation? Ooh, a little twist. Let's... On an old favorite. Let's sort of go down a list, and I'm thinking here. Zangief. Pull you yeah, in close. Are we, in, are we just doing base grabs or super grabs also? Ooh, see, that's the thing. Is I was gonna ask, does M Bison's Ultra Two count as a grab? Street Fighter Four Ultra Two, where you like, yeah, foot stomps him. Yeah, um, I mean it. It's not. It's technically nah, not a grab. Like you it doesn't come it. from a grab. You can block yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I like that's the best animation. Grabs you by the face and just all the psycho power that bursts through your back. It's so good. I think my favorite. Is Alex Hyperbomb from Striper, uh, Street Fighter Three? Stripper Three, Stripper nice. Three from Stripper Three. <laughs> he does the double German suplex, which has like a sweet whipping effect because mm-hmm. third strike animations are beautiful. And then after two German suplexes, he reverses the friggin' direction and power bombs. It's very I'm, pro wrestling, very brutal. Yeah, I also really I'm a big like fan of Stretch Buster. Stretch Buster does rule. Any muscle buster type move I'm about. Yeah. Uh, Damn, who has got the best, though? Defender of Russian Skies. I do love the the clasp clasp of the <laughs> limbs. He grabs the legs and the way he clicks the arms in. That will always sit with me. Mm, I love the T-Hawk grab you by the ankle slam 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 Oh, yeah, the, when he jumps up in the air and spins him around. Yep. Uh, Jack's gotcha, gotcha, and then he just punches you in the face like twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> that might that might be the one. That might be a fucking. That really might be the one. one right there. Gotcha. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Mm. Yeah, where Mortal Kombat, where their animations lack in quality, they make up in content. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, in terms of animation, I'm gonna go with Stretch Buster. King Stretch Buster. I love King it. King Stretch Buster. I'm gonna go with Gotcha. 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 Yeah, really very few things better than holding someone by the neck and punching them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that can be beat. That's true. Uh, Jax is the best, man. Thanks, Fishhook. All right. Next up, we have Blaze. Blaze. Ace wrote in. He says, Gundam Arxis fighter or Arxism's version of Jump Force? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Gundam. Okay. Gu- I'd do Gundam as well, only because I did, I, I'm done with the Shonen Jump characters, okay? Let's just bring Jump in characters Force, that are actually good. Who gives a damn? Yeah. I ain't, I ain't about to play one second of Jump Force. Naruto versus Luffy versus... That's like... What's his name? For Honor was a stretch for me. I ain't touching Jump Force, Ty. Yeah, but Jump Force is a different. You give beast. me Gundam heavy arms in a like a Strive art. Uh, sign Imagine me up. Imagine Gun Tank rolling up. Oh man! Everyone's like least favorite character, but also favorite does character. It, does not matter. Gundams in that art style fighting. It would be so sick. It would be incredible. It would be so <laughs> sick. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you put Venom, Johnny, and my boys into Jump Force. I would be sad. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is they, would, they wouldn't be in Jump Force. That will be dumb Shonen Jump characters that everyone's tired of seeing. Wait, wasn't the wasn't the question, or would we rather have an Arc, Sh- Arc System's version of Jump Force? Oh, I was figuring that was Arc System characters in a Jump Force game. Oh, God, no. That would, oh, that would extra That's suck, what I bro. took it as. And I was like, well, no. No, it'd just be Arc Systems. Like, so it'd probably be a 2D fighter, right? Oh, so... Y- I just don't want the Shonen Jump characters anymore. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, care, for, I don't care for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Gundam, Gundam all the way. Like playing as uh, people from Jujutsu Kaisen or Kaiju Number 8, that could be cool, but like... I like a couple you- Naruto characters, I'll be honest. I like Gara. I mean, everyone does, they're dope. Gara's fucking sick, man. I like Orochimaru. He's a snake slithery man. Orochimaru, you know, he's dope. He's so good. Yeah, never I'd, I'd take an Arxis Naruto game. That'd be a closer Gundam versus Naruto Arxis game. That's a that's a <laughs> awesome for me. I don't even I've never even watched Naruto. I just like the characters. I wanna what's that sick thing that they have in Gundam? That's it. The Heat Hawk, man. Give me a what are these stupid little fuckers called? Azaku? With a heat hawk, and I'm good. I'm done. I'm, you might as well be speaking character. Chinese to me right now. I have no <laughs> clue just, what you're talking about. It's a giant tomahawk that a Gundam wields that uh, heats up and cuts through metal. Oh, so yeah, I like the Gundams that have like swords and shit. Yeah, yeah I love it. How it's shit. like my Gundam has a giant rail gun. My Gundam just has like a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine just has a, like a scythe. He's like the devil. Mine, mine holds a gun that can be actually like taken away from him and a an axe <laughs> i do like that yeah when they're just holding like like in uh, avatar when the robot pulled out a bowie knife yeah that's just... <laughs> like, why doesn't he it's just like use his metal arm giant three fucking foot bowie knife yeah he has to pull it out of a holster yeah it's funny that it's a ro- it's a robot man a so, man yeah. Um, I'm that. That's a tough call for me. Ty, would you do Naruto Arxis or Gundam Arxis if you had to choose? Uh, I know that a Naruto one would be a three v three because that's how Naruto's set up. You got your teams or whatever the fuck. So I'm out. A three v three, I'm out. <laughs> give me Gundam. Three v three, give me it. If it was a one v one, I'm in. Yeah, put it right into my veins. Or even a two v two. You know what? Anything but three v three. Anything but three. I don't know why. I think it's the Marvel three that Scares just you. destroyed me. Yeah, you have like a 
it's like it's PTSD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fucking deal with that shit again. I wanted to be good so bad at Marvel 3, and I just got fucked. Sometimes there's, there's always a bigger fish, Ty. It's true. Last question. It was written as we were recording. Merck wrote in and said, How important do you think defining character archetypes and play styles is to the genre? As characters become more complex, I find it harder to describe what a character does, and this especially applies to Tekken. It seems there's no easy flowchart can answer for gameplay for most characters. Uh, archetypes is really just for the people in the know, I feel. I think so. I feel like it's it's not really like a it's not a necessary thing. People apply Shoto to so many characters who aren't Shotos. <laughs> Shout out to Smash community. Yeah, and just like people, I, I've seen people like include like Liu Kang in, as a Shoto. It's like what the fuck are we even anyone with a fireball <laughs> at this point? It's like fighting game archetypes are so loose anyway. I feel like um, yeah, they yeah exactly. There's like the keep away characters are clearly keep away characters. That's an easy one to explain. It's like they want to hit you from far away and yeah, fuck I feel you like up. keeping it keep away rush down grappler safe. Exactly. I'm well, I guess there with are, that. And then there's like hybrids of that. Yeah, and then that's when it gets sort of hard to explain. Like Tekken characters to me, exp- being like, what do they play like? I don't know. Everyone's got to get in at some point. <laughs> yeah, certain games you can't pick. By playstyle, and Tekken is one of those games. Yeah, it's a yeah. Tekken is like a strange one. Street Fighter, I feel like archetypes will always exist because that game's more confound to its mechanics. It's you don't have as many options. You you keep away, you rush down, you grapple. Yeah, there isn't like you don't have you know taunt setups, and you don't have. All these like little nuances within the character, you do have them, but it, to a lesser degree, you can't you can't box characters in in Tekken. Yeah, I don't think the that the sort of archetypes and play styles is really important uh, to like the genre. It's sorry, like you said, it's a case by case basis, game by game basis. Yeah, for Tekken, not that important. For Street Fighter, there are like the ones that sort of fit the things, their roles and how they play. But I do feel like it's a it's a fool's errand to try to classify fighting game characters because, you know, you can say Ken and Ryu are Shotos, but in every game since Ken and Ryu have been pushed further apart and further apart, and we're still calling them we're still calling Ryu Akuma, Ken you know, like the same character when really none of them play similar at all. Yeah. Yeah. Ken has become a lot more rushdown focused. I don't know. I've, I have had a new kind of, I've turned a new leaf on fighting games where I'm just pick the character that is visually the most appealing. And when it comes to other people that you're trying to introduce and trying to explain characters, I'm, I'm never doing the, you should play a beginner character move ever again i'm just gonna go pick the guy you think looks cool uh, yeah i'm on board for that i agree you pick I feel the that's one more that important like... than anything yeah totally and i know that doesn't exactly go with the question but i just when it comes down to classification i really feel like it's there for grapplers to be like oh i have to play the grappler when yeah you know abel isn't zangief you know king yeah. isn't 
Marduk. How important do you think defining character archetypes and play styles is to the genre? I think, yeah, okay. I guess we're saying it's not that important. You not don't important need to have like this defined character archetype and play style because in the end, it's now kind of just like play who you want. And everyone is, everyone is a jumbled fucking mash <laughs> of everything now. Everyone has an option. It used to be important back in the day, I think. Now, not so much. Yeah, when move sets were more limited. Now everyone, everything's so expansive. Everyone has options with meters. It's a Shoto isn't a Shoto anymore. Mm-hmm. Carter, should we end on mm, question from Max Splicer here? Okay. It's a big one. He a said, big question? It's a big one, yeah. Let me take a breath. <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> I'm not sure if this will be too much of a deep cut, but do you oh, wait, remember this when This is our John arch nemesis, D. first of all, right? The yes, arch RTO. nemesis Max Blazer. Fucking beat coffee and combos in Tekken Team Exhibition. Like We'll have our revenge time. We'll have our revenge. Obviously, we'll have our fucking revenge. This has got to be on the right day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, on our terms. Mm-hmm. Do you remember John D., who infamously gave us the left behind meme in the FGC, uh, of course. The context for his tweet was so, was more so referring to the year-long criticism Capcom was facing after the awful start Street Fighter V had in 2016 and the lacking first impressions of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I vividly remember large circles in the North American FGC almost in unison saying, okay, I'm left behind. Thus initiating a departure of Street Fighter in the front, everyone else follows. Kind of mentality the scene had going for years. Now, with the preamble out of the way, his actual question is, do you think with Street Fighter 6 coming out of the gate, in what appears to be much better shape than Street Fighter 5 did, do you think the scene goes back to the old mentality? Or do you think it will still be led by committee, factoring games like Tekken 8, Guilty Gear Strive and presumably Project L in the coming years. Obviously, this is only referring to the greater FGC and online discourse. Smaller circles like ours and others don't get really impacted by things like this. Ty, do you know John D is behind Arcade One Up now? No. Oh shit! Really? Those arcade machines built for the Lollipop Guild. For the, <laughs> the, the small, yeah, crouch over down in your small little stool and play. Yeah, little little baby arcades. Yeah. Uh, will Street Fighter ever be the leader of the pact they once were? Street Fighter in the front, everyone else follows. I don't think Street Fighter will ever have the death grip over the community that it once had. Six, is, I think, is going to be a big, like, boom. Yeah, but it's no longer the determining factor whether the genre sinks or swims. Yeah. Several like, games outsold. now. Yeah, several games outsold Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like Street Fighter now, it's like the OG players, as they like to be called, Ty, which is a fun way to circumvent being called a 40-year-old fighting game player. <laughs> yeah, they're OG. Yeah, they are beaten dogs at this stage where I'm one of them. We mm-hmm. go back to these games expecting mediocrity but having hope. And people who are new to these games, new came in at Street Fighter Five. They've just been relentlessly dogged by any internet community they tried to join. So Street Fighter's just like it's it's got a black mark on it. Yeah. 
Capcom has been pantsed and had their little dinghy <laughs> exposed to the public too many times for them to be looked at as like the infallible leader they once were. They've begun a renaissance, and who knows? Maybe they'll pull like a fucking Robert Downey Jr. on this whole thing. <laughs> and we'll forget the past and let them be our saviors. But I feel like that will take another decade and for Tekken 8 and whatever they call the next Guilty Gear, like Guilty Gear X12 Rectumular. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it would require for Tekken and Guilty Gear to flop and like miserably for them to and ever. And Project L to flop. He, he also Project mentions L. Project L. Like that's coming in like what, a couple of years? It would require all three of those games to flop for Street Fighter to get to that like Caesar-like control it once had. But at this point, it's been stabbed to death, you know? <laughs> oh, very much like the man himself. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Tekken, you know, got all of the demo- or all of the senators to walk up and stab Street Fighter together. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this fucking guy anymore. That was no. very well said. I'm, you're right. There are now, uh, exactly, a whole ass like group of behemoths, Tekken, Guilty Gear, Project L will be coming out. We can't even discount the fact that Mortal Kombat 11 is like one of the greatest selling video games of like all fucking time or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. Mortal Kombat kills it in the background this whole time. Like all these yeah. games are beating Street Fighter at this point. Street yeah. Fighter is the niche game in this genre. Six will have its boom for sure. It'll Six be will have its boom. It will be a big game. But Street Fighter's brand recognition, I think, is not great anymore. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, on everyone's like, everything. Ooh, yeah. When you think of Street Fighter. It's like, not to, it's, it's viewed as like a Walmart brand, you know? Oh, like, there, oh, there isn't shit. prestige, there isn't prestige to Street Fighter anymore. Damn. Don't you think? Do you think there's prestige in Street Fighter? I think there's a legacy. Like, there's legacy, but you can, any, I can get a Street Fighter brand license. Street Fighter's on okay. fucking everything. Yeah, it's, it's just like, literally it's, everywhere. You're right. It's, and it. It's just lost what it was, you know? Like, people aren't, like, it's not this mythical thing that is aligned with quality. Yeah, I I get that. I get that. So, no, I guess we don't think Street Fighter will be in the front and everyone else will follow. No, I truly think Tekken is now the king. And I think that will be hard to stop. Yep. Oh, God, we're going to see what Tekken 8 does numbers-wise. Ooh, it's going to be big. Yeah, because Tekken 7, even I know it's modern gaming sales, it's hard to do a comparison. Yeah. But it surpassed Tekken 3. But I still think Tekken 3 is more impressive with its sales given the time it came out. Agreed. But we're looking at like 10 million sales for Tekken games now. Street Fighter doesn't touch that. Like modern Street Fighter doesn't touch that. And... Are you ready? All this goodwill six has, it's whoo, the numbers are gonna be huge. I believe it's gonna be fucking huge. You really think Street Fighter Six is gonna pull these numbers? I Yeah. I'm I'm doubtful, Ty. I don't see the I you know me, I'm a Warcraft player. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I play with I play with twenty five hardcore gamer guys every week killing dragons. Yeah. None of Fuck them give dragons. a shit about Street Fighter. So but that's what about Tekken? That's so that's twenty five guys, or it's like almost forty guys, ages like twenty five to thirty five, who don't, who didn't even really know Street Fighter Six was coming. <laughs> yeah. 
Meanwhile, I've had at least three of them talk about Tekken without me bringing it up. So I yeah, just five like, really hurt. Yeah, five hurt Street Fighter more than I think anyone can imagine. Yeah, and then MVCI, the one-two punch, where it's like, oh, Capcom's fucking up. Can you imagine how it looks for for an outsider for Street Fighter to come on Evo? This is the one time you watch fighting games any time in the year. Yeah. And Street Fighter 5 comes on and everyone's doing Resident Sleeper. Fuck this game. This game fucking sucks. Boo. Yeah. Turn this yeah. game off. That's all Twitch chat is. And it's been like that for five years. Every time this game comes on the screen, people shit on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. It's hard to get past that. It's hard to get over that barrier. Maybe Capcom will do it, but we'll just have to wait and see. Thanks for writing in with your question, Mac. This was it for Coffee and Combo's listener. Mail. A fucking episode. <laughs> Jesus, that was a struggle to say three words for me. They wanted us to bring back OP or trash? No. Listen, we have it. It's in our notes. It's on the doc. Thank you so much for submitting OP or trash suggestions. Hold, uh, before we leave. next week. Yeah, before we leave, hold on. I'm just uh, just looking quick. OP or trash Classic, classic. Yeah, no, it's all good, all good. Tie beating Cardi and Melty. That's an easy one. That's OP. But like, Ty, hey, we don't have Ty, to discuss yeah. that anymore, you know? <laughs> I, we never played last game's game of the month. Let, Ty, I will crucify you in Street Fighter 4. Oh, my God. You want to fucking start this up next weekend, then, if you're free? Next weekend? I Maybe, maybe. Actually, yeah, that's a lot. We've tried to do this already. This weekend? <laughs> Oh, hey, yeah, I guess it's month. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Fuck. It's what day is it? Maybe this weekend. I could do this weekend probably. Shit. All right. Well, hey, I haven't played much Street Fighter Four, and I doubt either, you have either. But, <laughs> but I, Ty, I can feel it in my bones. You can feel it coming over you. You feel it all around. Ty, there's a you. character that you have forgot that is gonna really hurt you. It's not gonna be Vega. I hate that. Piece it's not of Vega, shit. Ty. It's a character I played that. Even slipped my mind. I hate that. I don't like that. <laughs> That's ominous, isn't it? <laughs> it is ominous. I don't like it at all, but I'm uh, I'm ready. You know, fine. How about this weekend? We will find a time. You and I will coordinate. Uh, everyone get ready. First to five, Street Fighter 4. Let's see if I still got the sauce. Maybe, maybe not. We're about to find out. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Coffee and Combos this week. We'll be back next week, hopefully, for more juicy fighting game news. Uh, intro music is done by at AM Aeroplane on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Coffee and Combos. You can find us on Twitter at, nope, other hey, way around. Tyros CC. CC. Give it the old switcheroo. <laughs> Carter. I'm not there. Oh, shit. <laughs> I reactivated my Facebook to message someone about a dog. What's that? The error? Doom. That boom. sound. I'll what throw that in. I'll throw the <laughs> boom sound in. Sure. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next episode. 